everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Civ Show podcast, where we suck so you don't have to. I'm your host, Missing Moisos. Raising Zozo. And Nystagmus. And I, I, are we ever working on uh, creating a recording for that intro? Or I think I was supposed to do one one time, and then we just kind of forgot. Do you want to do it right now? Do it right now. No, right, no, it's fine. Give don't us, put me give on us, the spot. Give us a, no, 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 you, you got to be put uh, on the spot, man. You no, can't, no, come on, no, man. No, not going to happen. Okay, it's just like this. It's like, hello, everybody. I am your host, Raising Zozo, and welcome to the Actually, Show podcast. You know, something I don't like wanna, that. I just, I won't want to copy Moy. I'm going to do my Well, own yeah, I was, oh. you start by copying and then you change it. I do more of like an NPR voice, like that mm. whisper, that whisper talk. Hi, this is the Civ Show with Moisas and Nystagmus and Nays and Zozo. <laughs> oh man, you took my idea of the creepy voice. All right, I'll have to figure the whisper talk from NPR, man. <laughs> I'll have to figure figure something else out. I'm drinking some coffee right now with Moisas right here. I'll be loud. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be like Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. The podcast has been released right now. You know. Well, it's a. It'll be a work in progress. It'll be a work in progress. You two are something else. And speaking of you two, you two were the ones that were playing on Sunday with the new leaders. The Great Builders Pack featured Korea, uh, the new, a new Korean leader, a new Byzantium leader, and a new German leader. You guys played Byzantium and Germany. Uh, I'll let you guys go first. I was not at the game on yeah. Sunday, so I uh, really you, have How did you think it went, Moy? How did you think we did? <laughs> I tuned in a few times for like br- very, very briefly. Um, I noticed you guys went really late, so I tuned in right before I went to bed, and I noticed you guys were at tanks and artillery, mm. and I was like, oh, wow. Well, you guys got pretty so far. was at tanks and artillery. <laughs> oh. Well, give me a give, give me a summary. Give give somebody who wasn't there a summary. So we went with a Pangea map, um, yeah. and uh, Zoe ended up being he spawned on the lower left hand of the of the of the continent with some pretty good geographic um, limitations for other people to expand. I was I spawned right between Sweden and Norway, like right between them. I think uh, both their capitals were within ten to fifteen tiles of mine. Um, Are they on the same team? Yeah, they were on the same team as well. In fact, at the very end of the game, they both declared war on me randomly, even though we've been allies and friends the entire time. They just decided to... Because I don't know why, every one of the computers hated me, but they love Zoe. So we stopped them from uh, declaring war on me by Zoe friending them so that they wouldn't declare war on me. Um, and so at the very end, though, they declared war on me, and like I saw tanks just rolling into my into my territory, basically. But um, So that's what, what kind of happened with that. I, was, I had an early bottleneck. Um, and uh, problems with loyalty pressure, unfortunately. I did use some of the ability of, and I did find out that answer for you, Moy. If you build the, if you put down the wonder, right? And then you put down a district, even though they're both under construction, you get the culture. What? That, Dude, that was what I was so under. That good. was like from the beginning. I was like, wow, this is neat. You just have to build a bunch of wonders. You can imagine like, just say you're building units or something like that. And then you're able to build two districts. Like I, I think like there's a, you can imagine just putting down a wonder and then putting down two districts immediately and then just deciding to complete one of them at a time and mm-hmm. you get like six culture to return mm-hmm. out of that. That's, and that's how I understood it. And I was like, that's very cool. You can have all this unfinished stuff giving you bonuses. And then the, the tourism actually um, that you get at castles is actually, because I, I beelined for castles. Like I, I went right for it, but it didn't matter because like the, the, I, I didn't have enough cities. 
Although I got, I went with vampires and Zoe went with void singers, which made total sense for Theodora. But I went with uh, void singers because my start, the production of my capital was like the natural production of my capital was trash. So I got vampires and I used the vampire castles. And so my capital had like 80 production by the end of the game. But, but like the natural like geography I had was not the greatest. I couldn't build a lot of the wonders just because I didn't have like the proper tiles um, to do it. It kind of hamstrung me a little bit. Uh, did you watch my game on Friday, Moy? No, dude, you play so late, man. <laughs> it's like 1 a.m. for me when you play it, when you start on Friday. So it wasn't it wasn't a real test of Ludwig because my game on Friday, and I was not going to save scum that start because I started three tiles from Petiti. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, yes. think I'm, I, I, right. I think I'm going to get a sub 150 uh, culture victory in that game. I'll let you know. But On Danny? Uh, uh, an immortal okay that's still um, that's still pretty good I, I was able to get oracle in that game uh i got oracle i got the coliseum i got um Taj Mahal, i got i think i'm gonna get uh eiffel tower um okay it's so it's great yeah, but, that you got oracle but are you using oracle that's yeah. another question well i got vampires in that game too so my my capital has like 30 population right now oh, oh not only did i have td so I had three tiles from Petiti. There were three honey within my city when I settled it. Okay, back Bees? to the question. Right. Yeah. Were you using Oracle, a.k.a. were you generating great people? I was, because I have a lot of districts. Okay, thank right? you. That's That was the question, and then you went into bees. And I'm like, how did this... Well, I just I didn't want to forget about it, because that, that's how I was able to... Because I got the industry, actually, and it didn't destroy it. It didn't get destroyed by a volcano. Uh, so I was able to keep it... <laughs> in in the capital with the industry they get the plus the growth and all that stuff so yeah i actually pretty happy with my um with my game that game but either way that that's what i would be i i had some hamstrung with the wonders uh inca were also directly so to my right was sweden to my left was norway the game who kept last like, night. yeah who kept screaming at me that i didn't have boats um of course and then right to my south were the incans like right, right below mm. me. And so they took all the mountain tiles away from me too. Um, and so, and actually they stole a city. And I think at one point Sweden was going to declare war on me and then Zoe friended them. And then they had two settlers that were in units. They, like they had the wall of units, like they were about to declare war. Zoe friended them. And then all they did was go around in circles for the next like 20 turns. Yeah. Um, it sounds like, a, it sounds like. And then I a, stole the two settlers. <laughs> Once the friendship was over, the Zoe and I decided oh to God. declare war. So... <laughs> i wonder why everybody hated me and loved zo i don't understand but well hmm. we were, i didn't declare war though but you took their settlers and they're gonna hate you for that I hate to well, break it to you shouldn't have undefended settlers when you're around by themselves come on ai you gotta learn All right so zo went with zo went third door and he went voicing so tell us how that went zo you did better mm. than me so <laughs> uh i feel i think First off, Theodora's awesome. I think she's like the best of the three, hands down. Remind me of her. So ability. Theodora loses the uh, your the cavalry get to hit um, city walls. Okay, light and hit, and, and they right. lose the tagma. And too, they right? lose the tagma. Right. Um, and in exchange, they get that um, you get. Um, they basically a get culture. Cool music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing it. Okay, you get uh, <laughs> culture as well as faith for adjacency bonus, 
and then it has that farms oh, for holy sites for right? holy sites then it has that right. farms beside holy sites and hypnodromes provide uh, uh, an adjacency bonus so effectively you're able one of the biggest disadvantages of being a religious sieve that starts away from mountains or forests or whatever is you 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 don't get any adjacency bonus you you only get the intrinsic bonus from your temples theodore don't care uh theodora can make her own so i and and indeed i did so every city i built had as best i could surrounding um holy sites with farms and um and then eventually the same thing with the hypnodrones very easily you know built on a flat plane with a, a bunch of flat lands around it she can get a plus six adjacency bonus for all of her or for for a temple so um and that's for faith and culture so um effectively i I, of course i naturally i went uh, work ethic to totally take advantage of having these because that's going to double that doubles the faith that doubles the uh sorry that gives you the faith it gives you the culture that gives you the production and then when i take scripture it doubles all of those right and then did you get the scientist that gives you science for your holy sites i too? wish dude we <laughs> laughed out loud at how ridiculous the science uh... there was it was in the tens of thousands like and very yeah. rapidly very rapidly i did end up getting a great scientist randomly uh, but I think that was probably due to the Nobel Peace Prize and not because of earning. Uh, yeah, so at one no. point it cost ten thousand faith or fourteen thousand gold. Yeah, to get we were playing. Scientist. We were wow. playing deity. We had uh, three against three teams that had two AI each. So effectively, what Theodora does is she's able to produce a very large army very quickly of a bunch of free units they that you just get to build for free by building your hypnodrone and because the hypnodrones are so cheap uh basically i beelined to because you don't get tagmas so the strategy is right. a bit different you're, you're not beelining to divine right like you are with um with a dude you are um, you, you got to go a different a different route. So once I got knights, I started building my hypnodrones, and very rapidly I went from a very small army to a big army of all these free knights because you get your hypnodrone and then you upgrade the arena, and that so that's two units per city. Mm-hmm. So effectively, what Byzantium does, and and I I I is now I think it's it's a contender now for my top three. Uh, especially with Theodora, yeah, it, like it's it's just that awesome. Is she allows you to have this war front, but the rest of your civilization is more or less oblivious to the war and doesn't care. They're not angry because you've got all of these uh, amenity generators, right? Plus you've got faith in every city um, doing its faith thing. So I found that like for my seven, eight cities, uh, the war was nowhere near me. It was all on the front line where all my forces were going, all these free troops that I was getting. And the, um, the empire itself was very large because I was, you know, it encourages you to build lots of farms. So lots of farms mean lots of big cities and you can actually support them because all of your cities also have an entertainment complex, right? And then, uh, of course, I was able to get the Colosseum. So I had these big cities that war rariness. I didn't care. I my, I don't think my cities went below plus three 
amenities at, at any given time. And it was just really interesting to have that because you d- I didn't have to build that military, it meant that my production was able to go into other things. So I was able, while I was fighting this war, I was able to develop my status. I was able to build wonders, right? I, uh, I got Epidana out and I was able to sue city-states and I had a bunch of city-state allies. And uh, like not having the tagmas and not having the ability to hit walls is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I was still playing the Byzantian way by having as many modifiers as I could. So I think by the end, like I had Crusade, so that's a 10. And then I took both the um, oligarchy legacy and the non-religion, the, the religious war. So that was a plus 18 for, for all of my troops. And I was able to be very, very effective. Um, and because my empire didn't suffer, I had good science. I had good culture. You know, so it, it was really cool. And and I think it's just the sheer amount of production you save by not having to build units. Like I didn't, I really didn't need to build units. I ended up, because I had so much gold, I was just buying line infantry from barbarian clans. I was keeping barbarian clans alive to get like three or four line infantry out of them. Um, and then uh, once I got uh, the, 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 Cro- the the Crusarians or whatever they're called, uh, pre the pre-tank uh, heavy cavalry, I was really oh, yeah, able to yeah. stomp. And nationalism, group them all up. And you did, I you did f- run into a couple of problems at the very beginning there. You want to tell me about that? Um, at the beginning, and it was just dumb zozo problems uh basically i lost the same city twice the same exact way twice so i beat i built the same city three times before i learned my lesson i had a nice little coastal spot where it it was perfect for building a nice uh six surrounding uh holy site and unfortunately there are these two barbarian boats now i had killed the barbarian (laughs) the barbarian uh, source itself. So I built the city and unbeknownst to me, like in like two turns, they were able to come knock it down to almost dead. And I was like, oh crap. So I quickly built a warrior in there. Like in a stag was like, oh, you should build a warrior. You should be fine. I no, I was not. <laughs> um, so f- city dead first, like two, two turns of these two barbarian ships attacking city dead. So next time I'm like, all right, I send an escort with it. Uh, it's a, um, a, a slinger and then oh when when God. the slinger arrives i upgrade it right away so i build the city and then okay. i upgrade it to an archer uh nope dead so <laughs> so i was like oh my god twice twice so the third time i actually sent like two archers with it the archers killed the boats and I was able to found the city. And but there was a point a fourth time where a barbarian musketman came out of like nowhere. And I was like, oh crap, that city's not defended. And I was like, I can't lose this a fourth time. Um, that cost me dearly though, because once I really got uh, into the conflict, I had to build hippodromes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I had two less cities that they should have been built a long time ago. And I just, and I, I didn't get around to it. So it was a real big setback. It was all on me. It was all just me being dumb and falling for it twice, falling for it twice. So, you know, can Joe, I guess what the city name was? Go ahead. 
Bay of Regret. Bay of Regret. I, 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 I the second time it might have been Bay of Regret or Sands of Regret, <laughs> uh, and then I changed it to uh, or the the third city name was not this time Bay. Uh, there, I think oh, there might have been a regret in there, um, or Sands of Sorrow or something sad. So yeah, uh, that did not work out for me, but. I did start in a very awesome spot. I had tons of, I had every resource I could need. I even had oil and I had a nice uh, bottleneck spine of mountains uh, that, that had this perfect walkway that I was able to channel forces through because it had like an entryway of three, but then it was just like one narrow path. And uh, I was able to build a nice little city on the other side of the mountain. And by the time I had uh, the chapel, I was just buying units with faith and i switched to theocracy as soon as i could it got to the point where my armies of tanks only cost me 270 faith and i was generating like that much faith every turn armies of tanks not one tank an army of tanks okay so yeah go ahead so the way you're describing your gameplay you went to war you focused on warfare you even said that theodora might be in your top three but the way you're describing your gameplay it seems like basil would have been better for what you were doing and so my question is why would basil not be in your top three but theodora is so basil couldn't do what i was doing with theodora because i was able i did not have a single um i did not have a, a single theater hex theater square at all i did not i didn't need to build one basil is not inherently great at religion. He gets the plus one that Byzantium gives, but his his uh, holy sites in the end, you only need a couple, and really even then, it's just to found that get your religion going. He needs to use other districts. He has to build barracks. He has to do. He has to put his research. He still has to build those forts. Like yeah, he can do the hypnodrone, but he doesn't get that big faith bonus, and he doesn't get that big culture bonus. And the culture bonus was a big deal. It, it made it that uh, I I essentially was able to, like, I had great culture. Like, I had a great culture and science the entire game. Um, so I don't know. Like, I played with Basil. Like, Basil's great. Don't get me wrong. Being able to attack city walls is huge. It, it, it And honestly, I wasn't super playing the war game. I was able to fight. And that was a cool thing. It's like, oh, cool. I have this big army. I'm able to fight. But I'm able to sustain it, too, because I have all these amazing cities. Right? And I did practice using Basil and he is, you know, like I said, being able to attack city walls is a big deal. Uh, I had a cod. It let me my melee units hit city walls. Oh, nice. And uh, I don't know. I got steel pretty quick and I was sending artillery like and like I was fighting steel and I was actually able because of all of my modifiers, I was able to siege the siege cities and they couldn't do anything like all of their like they would do like eight damage because of all of the bonuses that my guys were getting. So even with steel, they weren't able to hurt me. I was able to to entrench. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess it's just it's the versatility that comes with the adjacency bonuses for her her temples. Probably Basil, Basil is better because, like I said, hitting city walls is huge. You can hit steel walls. No problem with Basil. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what your steel walls. But yeah, just having that extra culture. Yeah, it made a big difference. Uh, and plus, like. It was the, the, the triple effect of of. The high yield culture, high yield faith, high yield production with scripture. Basil's not doing that, right? Uh, unless you get lucky. Right. 
unless you get lucky with your your starting location since they don't have any any particular start bias uh, i just think theodora on average you're gonna have lots of places you can build farms right and that's all you need places flat flat land and there's always tons of flat land uh, so yeah, I, 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 I think it just, it's the versatility. Uh, Basil is kind of a one trick pony, right? You, yeah. you, 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 you go, you conquer. That's it. Uh, she is, she can hold her own and, um, like even my science was pretty good. So I don't know. I, I think because of her you production also took increase. Void singers though. And said I did. you had about 270 faith per turn. I which did. Would yeah. be yeah. about what, uh, 50 ish science. Just yeah, big big bonus from 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 that as well yeah and and like it also though it cleared up the district space for me to build things like campuses uh you know because that's all all i needed in each city was a hyp hypnodrone and a holy site that's the only thing my cities needed and then the rest yeah. was whatever i wanted uh and it worked great so it was just that versatility because also you gotta you remember said you, di you didn't build a theater square right no i didn't build a theater square um you gotta remember too in order for these sieves to work, you do need a lot of terrain for those farms, right? And you want your hypnodrome surrounded by farms too. So that necessitates that you're, you know, you're using your space less for districts and you end up having these large cities and you just don't need them. You just don't, honestly, you don't need it. Like I did end up building barracks near the, just to get, so I could start buying armies. I had two cities that had the barracks and that was just when I got, academies then i built the barracks and i was like okay great let's buy armies now um but yeah so yeah it was uh i i i just think it's very versatile and uh, those heavy military civs like having that now this one leader makes it that you're very versatile is i think awesome so korea let's talk i want to talk about korea so i played them a little bit uh offline uh their ability uh hangul or the leader rather is sejong or sejong uh, upon completing the first technology from a new era, receive culture equal to double the current science output per turn. What an interesting ability, by the way. And so you described this really well, where as soon as you're going to find that new technology in the new era, you just boost your science, you focus on science, uh, you get all your cities to focus on science, you make sure that you are setting them to campus research projects, you're making sure that your citizens are working in the campuses, obviously you're going to have campuses in every city because of the whole Korea ability. And when I played as Sejong, oh my goodness gracious, this, 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 this leader is so, so, so good. And not only that, it's just the civilization is good and it made me fall in love with Korea again. Where the last time I played Korea, which was a very, very, very long time ago, I really, really struggled. And there was this whole thing of the stag was just making fun of me of like, <laughs> you, your science is so crappy, it's Korea, what's wrong with you? Uh, because I had to help you, mister. And so when I was playing my own game and I didn't have to help anybody, then... I only had to focus on, okay, let me build this campus here or say I want whatever campus. Let me build the campus here. And I noticed that when I played my single player game, as you two probably already know, it's very hard to get great scientists. But when I played as Korea, it was no problem. And I was getting every single scientist. It was insane. It's, it's the fact that it's half cost and the fact that you're prioritizing your science. So mm -hmm. like libraries then become a big deal. You want to build a library because that will really, really pay off in the end. Because not only do you get the intrinsic science from it for like a plus two or whatever, you also get the citizen that's working it. And so you get an extra bit of science for that ability to then turn into culture. And 
Oh man, that's kind of a similar idea where you don't have to build any theater squares and you can have some incredible, incredible culture just from having really good science. It's not abnormal for Korea to have 100 plus science before turn 100. Well, especially right? especially once you get uh, natural philosophy, right? And Because that doubles your adjacency bonus. Every single Sejan you build is and a four. It's plus four. Yeah, so that's an eight. It's incredible. Uh, for each of them. It's hard to plan, like, okay, just don't build any districts around it, right? It's one. That's Rule it. one. Don't build don't a sail one next to the city. Yeah. Two, don't build districts around it. So you you know you're going to build farms or mines, usually. Yeah. Or quarries, but not ideal. Um, the mines get plus one science. Yep. The farms get plus one food. And so you're just surrounding it with with farms and, and mines. And, and it just becomes, yeah, and you get, you get the adjacency bonus. So that's plus eight. But then also there's another card in there later on. Rationalism, I think it's called, where yep. if you have at least a plus four of your campus, then all of your buildings get plus science. And, and like, of course you will. Guaranteed. It, you need yeah. a 15 population. But because the intrinsic bonus suggests you're going to have lots of farms. Right? right. So that means you're yeah. going to have a very developed civilization. It's just a, a default. So it forces you to build big cities if you want yes. to get the best out of it. And and like yes. that's awesome. It does, though, it, it does have the cost, right? You have less districts because you need more farms and mines, but you don't care because you're well, getting you, so like much said, out you of your kind library. Of plan, you plan around it. Like you you make sure that your, 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 your campuses are isolated yeah. away from everything else. So when you build like, your, I, I, normally when I play, I build like four cities kind of in a square or five cities in a pentagram. And I group all of my districts. Well, now that I know, like I have to build campuses elsewhere. Okay, let's isolate those and then, but then still have all my other districts grouped around in the center. Right. And, and I actually found with Sajan that because I had more versatility for what uh, districts I built, I actually did go for religion for him. And I, Korea doesn't need a religion, mm. but I tell you, cross-cultural dialogue when all of your cities are 16 is great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have all of these big cities and, uh, you know, the, there there are other uses for faith. And I don't know, I just, I, I found that... Um, you know, I, that ended up being really useful. And it was just for those, like, there's actually a couple good science bonuses. Now, if you're playing with expanded religions on, there's even more. I, yeah. Right. I, there's, I, there, didn't, there, I didn't. Yeah. Well, it's fun because the, there's one <laughs> that. Uh, Cthulhu, man. There, there's Cthulhu, which is great. OK, if you have all the if you have the terrain. But there's another one that makes your intrinsic faith bonus. Uh, you get that in science. So oh, you can right. you oh, can get that yeah. you can get cross cultural oh, dialogue and then I think you can also get the one that gives you uh, twenty science per conversion, um, <laughs> you know. So you can end up getting this this huge bonus. But in the end, like when I when I did it, I was just like I just I just want as many pluses as I can, just for the one turn. And sometimes I didn't even realize I got it um, because it's the era. It's the era, yeah, yeah. right? So if, if I research a medieval era, even if I'm in the ancient era, that's when I get it. I don't need to enter the medieval era. It's whenever I research. So all of a sudden I'd get these bursts and, you know, I, I, I believe how it's set up and I could be wrong. It won't just give you a free one. It'll split it up. If, if you don't have it targeted, 
it'll split it up amongst them. Like the cult, your culture, I you mean? I think. Because I just no, noticed... No, it, ro- it rolls over. It rolls over. So if you have an overloaded... So if you only need 500 culture and you gain 2,000, yeah. 1,500 of it's going to go to the next thing. And then if you overload it again, say like, you need another 500, then now, now you have 1,000 excess yeah. to still use. But I want to s- say, and I again, I, I wasn't sure, and I'll pay attention more next time, that it, it fills up maybe even the Eureka bar first. Because I just noticed I had a lot of cheap cult. I had a lot of cheap civics. Um, so it's like, oh, is this mm-hmm. like, well, this civics only only going to take me one turn. I had like three only took me one turn. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know the explanation for that. It is a bit, the wording of it is a bit confusing, you know, because it says the science per turn that like, really it wants to say like the science per turn as a one-off bonus is what it's trying to say. Double your science for that turn as a one-off bonus, but no, either way, uh, you're absolutely right. You're able to get through that culture tree and you're, you don't, it's, it's hard to gauge because you might end up only be making 20 culture a turn, but you've got monarchy real quick you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um so it's interesting that you went religion though so since i didn't play with that mod i knew that science and the religion like it's good but i wanted to go a different route and mm-hmm. i didn't want to get religion so what i did instead was okay i need economy i want to be able to buy universities and i want to be able right. to buy, like i don't want to waste production on these and so i went economy and, and i didn't even go monumentality in the classical era, classical era i got a golden age and i went instead uh free inquiry because I'm like, hey, that's more science. And I'm just, I, I want to just really play this along and see what happens. And I found that strategy also worked really, really, really yeah. well. Because having a good economy is just, it's so versatile. Always. Right? Like you, you can do so, so many different things with, with money and gold. And I think Theodora and Sejon, they both share this because their ability suggests developing your sieve. You end up doing it and you reap the benefits and it sort of shows you how important it is to build farms and mines everywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's very, very beneficial. Unlike Ludwig, you, you can just leave it there. You're just like, yeah, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, like literally with Ludwig, as I understand it, you should just at all times have as many districts and wonders going as possible. Yeah. All at once. Yeah. You know, you could have your capitalist building 10 different things. You're going to get benefits from you know, plus two culture from all of them, regardless of whether you build it. Yeah, you just have to make sure you have the uh, diversity in tiles to actually do it, though. Yes. Um, right. Which is what the problem I ran into our game with. Um, so, like, I, I, I had a really good setup for, like, a Colosseum, but then I realized I didn't have, a, a like, a flat land. I only had hills. Right? And so I couldn't put the Colosseum down. I planned it all out, and I didn't realize it was the wrong tile. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, like, there's a lot of wonders that require, like, the encampment, and, like, you're not going to maybe build an encampment. Yeah, you need a lot of different... Uh, different types of districts in order for get to the most use. Now it, it is a good use for his ability because Germany does get that extra district cap, right? For right. population, oh, yeah, right? right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, it does like synergize with that quite well. Um, and so uh, he is fun to play with. I'm gonna. I have. I haven't really played um, uh, Korea yet. Uh, the new leader so i'm probably going to play him at some point uh, in the midst of me also practicing for civ 5 for next week now um <laughs> did you now, do this at all in the segments and this is cheesecraft what i'm about to suggest did you build a city and then just build a bunch of neighborhoods like start neighborhood start neighborhood start neighborhood start neighborhood i didn't oh get my, the neighborhoods I, by oh the time the game okay <laughs> I, I i i thought you got to that point 
And it's just like, that's what I was like, oh man, like this is so nuts. Like that you can, like, I haven't played Lugwood yet, but like right away when I read his bills, like, okay, oh, I understand this. Oh, how exploitable is that? What districts are unlimited? And your neighborhood is unlimited. So technically. I have to try that out. Cause that, so that's another question. Cause like, again, the rule doesn't specify. Right. And so, cause the rule doesn't specify. I know you said that. Oh, that's what I thought because the district under construction, the rule his ability does not specify even if the district is under construction, but we did find out if both of them are under construction, you still get the, yeah, the culture. That's bonus. how I under, like. That's how okay? I read it when but I it first read it. But it doesn't specify that, so I don't know if neighborhoods give you the same bonus. I don't know. It's um, a district. I, I, I just, it is I, a district. But now we have so to here's, find here's, it. Here are the words. Here are the words from um, the Civ Wiki. So wonders, even unfinished, receive a plus two culture bonus from each adjacent district. It doesn't say specialty district. It just says district. All culture adjacency bonuses provide tourism after researching castles. Um, so one doesn't say unfinished districts, but we found out that it is true. And then two, uh, it, yeah, it just says adjacent district, not adjacent specialty district. Specialty would include campus, but a regular district, that would include neighborhoods. That's a neighborhood. Aqueducts. That's an aqueduct. Like That's that. a dam. Yeah you know damn so i i think it is and i think that you can so now i guess we have to to try it out beeline to neighborhoods and uh and see because really then you just build one city and you just have all those tiles going and it's just that's all it does it just makes a bunch of culture yeah but let's put it this way right by the time you can get to neighborhoods like what's the max right the max would be six right that's 12 culture Right. If you're like that late in the game and 12 culture sure. means something to you that much, it's, it's, mm. kind of suck. Right. Like fair. I don't know. I think it add up. I think it add up. Uh, and right. I think culture the most city. important thing is that you don't need wonders to be completed. You can just place down a wonder and then place a district immediately. So even if you're pl planning a district, you can just put a wonder next to it, even if you don't intend for it to ever finish, because you know, you just want to get the culture boost, which matters way more in the early game, which is why I was so angry. I didn't start start near any stone. I was trying to I was trying to get like a, a stone hedge going and then, you know, Oracle going and then just put a district in. Right. Um, but yeah. I couldn't do any of that stuff because at one, I didn't have any hills on my capital. So I didn't have a place to put Oracle. I didn't have stone to put Stonehenge. I was just screwed for the early wonders in my in that game. <laughs> and so um um, but in, in my, uh, my Friday game, I was able to do all that. I got Oracle. I actually was able to complete it. I was so surprised that they let me finish it. Um, this computer usually goes for that right away. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the only one I was able to get in the game with Zoe was the great bath. That's it. That's the only one I was able to get, um, like placed. Right. So I, I kind of didn't like, cause the way I would read Ludwig is, well, anyone can start the early wonders, right. And just put them down and start building your districts. And I also beelined right. for every, research that gave me a district so i researched astrology first and then i went right for writing and then i went i just was trying to get all the districts so i can just start putting them down basically yeah that's 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 smart and um did you see uh bose's he just released this today uh monday um march 20th uh he won a culture victory on deity on in 97 turns with ludwig yeah i, I saw that I like I like your comment on it too. It's a sub two hundred or so, two thousand twenty one or something like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> so twenty twenty two. So everyone's like achieving these sub uh, two hundred victories, and then suddenly now with Ludwig, everyone's everyone's objective is sub one hundred. It's like, pfft, yeah, sub two hundred. So twenty twenty two. Now welcome to the modern modern era, baby. It's because sub one hundred victories. It's because you can get tourism 
so early. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Um, with castles, you get tourism with castles. Imagine if you're able to actually build a bunch of wonders, keep those adjacencies going forever, and then you get and you get tourism, right? And yeah. In the medieval era, right? At the same time, you're like what I think the strategy would be: you also go for drama as quickly as possible and get theater squares, and then you can get great works, right? Well, not even that. It's just all culture adjacency bonuses. So, like the theater square adjacency, right? If you get like good one. That's a lot of tourism that that theater square yeah. is now generating, um, right? In my Ludwig game um, in Friday, like, if I get less than a plus six culture adjacency bonus, that's like a crappy theater square for me. Hmm. Wow. Right? I mean, like, a lot of wonders. I had, I, yeah, because I, I was able to build, like, a bunch of them, right? Um, and so I actually had, uh, in my capital, I think I have a plus 12 or plus 14 um, theater square. Wow. That's also because I'm soused with uh, who was it? Who's this? Who's the one that gives you like coastal tiles, give you culture? Nanmadol. Yeah. So I had Nanmadol as my soose, and I had a, a theater square on the coast, and I had Coliseum next to it, the Great Bath next to it. Um, oh my god! It, it was like great. I'll try to keep, take a screenshot. I think I if I if I remember it, but um, but yeah, it's I have like a really good theater square. Um, oh, it's also because I have Petiti, so I had it next to Petiti. <laughs> um, so Petiti like did not make that game fair. Like I, I like literally I was like talking to the chat. I was like, they're like, it's a great start, but you know, it, it's I'm not gonna be able to show how good Ludwig is because like, oh, is it culture because of Ludwig or is it because I'm next to the one of the best natural wonders in the <laughs> <laughs> And I got all of it. No one contested me for it. And I got vampires and I put vampire castles around it. Sounds like a uh, honestly like just the best the best to start yeah i think i had game man i think i had a a vampire castle that was getting me like 20 food uh like 15 gold um like 15 culture and like 10 production or something like that it was like a and i what i did was i would place my vampires around and then i would uh faith by all my workers i was getting like golden ages all the time um and i just would improve all the tiles around the uh, around the um uh, around the the vampire and then place the castle. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, right. Good. And so, like all six tiles around it were all improved. So it was insane, like uh, the way the the vampire castles were going. And I was able to get Petra because there was desert right next to Petiti. Um, and so I was able to build Petra in the city next to it. Let's move on to what we're doing next week. This is going to be some people are going to find this really, really, really fun because this is their favorite game, even to date. Uh, we're going to be playing Civilization Five next week, folks. We're going to go back to Civilization Five and see what the uh, what what the craze of the hexagon is. I don't know what the craze of the hexagon is. I don't understand it. Hexagons or bestagons? I don't think so. But we're gonna find out. Uh, I know it's Zoe's favorite civilization. Uh, the yeah. what do you call World, it? Civ World Congress. That's it. Civ World Congress. Civ World Congress. And we'll find out exactly what you mean for that. Um, I don't know. Like, are you guys looking forward to Civ Five? This was like a a, a big jump as well from Civ Four to Civ Five. I, I'm looking forward to the discussion of like, because there's a lot of there was a lot of revolutionary things that happened in Civ Five, and as much as I might have not liked the end game of it, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the dialogue and the conversation and just seeing this will be the most familiar Civ 
from the our our, our retro Civ because Civ three and Civ four, you know, there was a lot of different. Like even just playing Civ this week and re- trying to remember. Oh right, my my builders don't just build roads wherever they go. Um, you know, you picked up those habits playing Civ 3 and Civ 4. But this one is more like Civ 6, but it's also I it's been so long since I played it. And I just remember when Civ 6 came out, me really like preferring Civ 6. Like very quickly preferring Civ 6. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, we, and we have a guest joining us too. Uh white and nerdy. Is going to be joining ah, us. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be that. That should be fun. I don't know if we want to like incorporate that into like having like two teams or something. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you want to make this competitive? You want to? Well, you want to go? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I do, son. Maybe I do. Okay. I'm interested to hear that out. So yeah, that'll be. It will be neat to. Uh, to go back and remember, because I do also remember getting Civ Five and being like, you know, this is so different. It took a lot of getting used to, specifically the hex, and getting used to not having the stack. At first, I didn't like it, but then I was like, yeah, you know what? Controlling a bunch of units is annoying, <laughs> <laughs> and the stack gets rid of that completely. So, uh, the introduction of city states, I really liked the city states but i also recall the wacky civs that existed like like v the venetians yeah the you can only build one only build city, one city right, right? <laughs> you know stuff like that there is the, the weird civs so yeah i'm looking forward to it i don't know about nystagmus he's probably not looking forward um to it. civ 4 was like the one i put the most hours into before i went to civ 6 civ 5 that that came out around my days when I was more into like StarCraft and stuff. So I didn't put as many hours into that one. Um, and that that's also when I was in deep in in school still. And so I didn't have a whole lot of time for the uh, one more turn thing. One more turn meant like I failed my next test or something. Um, and so <laughs> so I had to make a choice at that point. So I didn't put as many hours into it. I'm I'm curious to revisit it, uh, especially since it's kind of like the you know Zoe's favorite word of the month. It's the Proto Civ Six. Uh, in the terms that it, it introduced a lot of the characteristics that we uh, associate with civilization at this point. So um, I like to hear White and Nerdy's one because uh, that's the one that he was introduced to, apparently. That's like his first Civ game that he put a lot of hours into. So um, it's always interesting to see people's like, this is the one that introduced me to Civ. And this is why, like, you know, sometimes we do get a little bit of nostalgia um, glasses on. Right. Um, Civ 4 does that for me. I get a little bit of nostalgia for that one because that was my very first one I put hundreds of hours into. Um, and uh, Civ 5 would be that for White and Nerdy. So we'll see what he has to say in compared to Civ 6. The kind of spooky thing is uh, this, my Steam is old, right? It's, you know, and I got Civ 5 on Steam, apparently, because I've got 960 hours clocked in uh, to Civ 5. So I guess I have had Steam a long time because <laughs> I, I don't recall playing it at all in years in comparison i have 18 hours nice 177 and civ 5 but you also leave your computer on so so it's true <laughs> yeah i got six six thousand hours for civ six 
but that is sure. a, there are many two thousand of those are playable hours and four thousand of those are just leaving it on yeah and then that would be our last one of the retro sips and then after that we're moving on to the mod month if i remember correctly yeah. i still wanted to do sip vanilla but that's fine we can do it another time another, another time, time. No, and then in May, just to keep on uh, announcing for everybody, is that we're having that community month. We haven't ironed out all the details, but we got some exciting stuff coming up in May. You're going to want to stay tuned. You're going to want to, uh, if you want to participate in that community month, I'm sure we are going to say that please uh, subscribe to us on Twitch or also subscribe to us on Patreon. Uh, there's two. Those are two different ways that you can help support the channel. We are trying to raise funds to host the Civ Give 2023 in person, and so all the subscriptions and all the Patreons will help uh, go towards that. So if you are already subscribed or a Patreon, then thank you very much. If you're not, all we ask is that you uh, please take a look at the pages and see if it's something that you can consider. Uh, that's all the time that we have for this week on the Civ Show podcast. Next week, like I said, we're playing Civilization 5 on twitch.tv slash the Civ Show at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time? Eastern Daylight Time. That's right. Yeah. Anything else? Can't wait to play in Civ 5. No, that's it from, from us, I do believe. Go forth all and take that one more turn. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you.